Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 basketball podcast. I'm Carlos. Joining me as always, Avery at Brave Grapes. How's it going? And Greg at Banana Morphs. I knew Washington State were frauds. Um, I knew it. <laughs> They're looking a little fraudy today. You can't call uh, a Matt team and Reed. with only one good player fraudulent. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, Matt and Reed are cowards who don't watch sports outside their own, so they're not here. But we are, so we're going to talk some ball. We'll talk about the games over the past week. We'll talk about who impressed us, who disappointed us. We'll even talk a little bit about football. But first, as always, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And Spotify, we'd really appreciate it. We got a new review. Friends over at uh, Wildcat Radio left us a review. They said, sharp, irreverent pod with informed opinions. Pac-12 spurts, sure, but this group also offers hot takes about vibes. Carlos attempting to take down capitalism and Avery consistent Avery's consistent efforts to fight the patriarchy. It is especially fun to listen to after UCLA loses to Arizona. A fantastic pod overall and Twitter follow too. So thank you to the Wildcat Radio folks for doing that. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you also uh, we might also read your review on the show uh, a reminder thursday morning we're dropping an episode with me and my wife my wife talking about <laughs> uh, pac-12 stadiums we're going to talk about wazoo uw oregon oregon state usc and colorado those are the places that we've been to with uh, this season so that'll be on our episode maybe we'll do an update later on because we're going to tucson still um so that'll be fun. Check that out when that drops on Thursday morning. And finally, of course, our Patreon at NoTruckStops.com has a ton of exclusive content. Avery and I literally are going to record our overreactions episode. I thought we were going to do it now, but we're doing it tomorrow. Uh, Greg and Matt are doing their gambling episode. Reed is talking about the game of the week in UCLA and USC. So subscribe to our Patreon at NoTruckStops.com. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, I know this is a basketball episode, but I thought we could just start off with a little bit of football discourse tonight. Uh, I tweeted a ranking of the Pac-12 coaches, and we haven't really done much fighting about Pac-12 coaches and doing Pac-12 coach discourse this year. Uh, so I just want to know from each of you. I was curious, just because it's you know I put I I put the discourse out there. Who should win Pac-12 coach of the year this year right now? Like if the season ended today, who is Pac-12 coach of the year for you, Greg? Do you have a an immediate one that comes to mind? Yeah, so I mean, like, there's, you know, very important games left to come that will change this answer, you know, depending on the outcomes. But I think right now, for me, it's Chip Kelly. Uh, I think he's done a great job. I thought UCLA was going to take a step back from last year, but they're very clearly a better team. Uh, That offense is working really well. And overall, I think he's done a very good job this year. So for me, it'd be him. That's stunning. Are you being ironic? I'm not being ironic. Do you disagree? Do you not think he's deserving? I I don't, but I want to hear what Avery. I want to hear what Avery says. He just lost to Arizona, and that brings me to who I think should be uh, coach of the year, and that is Jed Fish. Especially can, if if Arizona finishes bowl eligible, which is not the most likely thing in the world, they have to win out. But they just got a big win in Pasadena against a ranked UCLA team. Um, and honestly, considering how bad Arizona la- was last year. I think that is really fucking impressive if they only finish the season with four wins with a huge ranked win on the road. Okay. Um, but do you want to know who I think will win? Who do you think will win? Lincoln Riley. Does he no. has like you the, think so? I don't think he, he will. Has the, it's like the easiest one because USC's path to the conference championship game is like fairly easy, especially since they only have one more conference game that can fuck with that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so like, there's even if they don't lose i mean even if they don't beat ucla there's still like a way for them to get in 
and this the narratives just the narratives it's too easy for who votes for that yeah i who, think it's i think it's i think it's uh writers and stuff right yeah like they love that shit yeah they do um it's a kind of a it's kind of a turnaround a big turnaround job um i think uh i'm i'm torn the, a part of me thinks it should be jonathan smith and and i know that they sort of had a better year last year they're better this year than they were last year they're better in many ways they didn't have a better year last year no i'm saying they're they're they were better sorry they were better this year than they are last year oh. um that so far they've had a better season they're better i think like i think probably the big like crowning achievement is like oregon state's defense mm-hmm. went from bottom three in the pac 12 to like probably the best one like yeah that was insane yeah i after like that uh that decision to hire uh within and everyone was sort of like you just hired the guy like the protege or the underling of the guy you just fired like how in what world do you think that's gonna work it's it worked. worked yeah yeah it's it worked incredibly well uh Oregon State's defense is awesome. They've maintained an elite uh, rushing game. Their quarterback situation, uh, uh, it's really bad. It's the worst quarterback situation in the Pac-12. It has mostly been a net zero, right? Like, Ben Branson is not out there. Like, he's not a good quarterback, but he is not out there throwing picks all the time, losing them games. Like, he's just, like, not able to do much, but he's not actively hurting the team the way that I think, you know, a JT Shrout might right like uh it's it's insane uh i i think it's been an impressive job but i'm torn between him and kaylin DeBoer. like mm. i think kaylin DeBoer has been a very weird in-game coach uh for much of this year but what he's been able to do with uw's offense like that offense went from <laughs> like mm-hmm. laughable horrific funny dog shit to being like really really good uh very good maybe one of the three best in the pac-12 one of the 10 15 best in the country it's been impressive to see them go from four and eight to like here they are eight and two on the cusp of finishing ten and two on the cusp of like an outside shot at a rose bowl appearance like that would be such an insane uh turnaround so uh, I'm I'm torn between those two. I keep going like I think they've done the best jobs. Lincoln Riley's there though. I do, I do think he's done a good job. USC it's a little bit of, like being born on what is it born on third base or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know they still had he still had to do Lincoln Riley had to do a turnaround. The Chip Kelly thing is interesting. Uh, I, I think that the expectations for UCLA record wise I think were pretty high coming into this like. They went eight and four last year. They had a much easier schedule this year. Um, they uh, were projected to kind of go at minimum eight and four. Kind of nine and three was the middle ground, and ten and two was like a reachable goal. They're kind of maybe going ten and two, possibly uh, if they beat USC. If they beat USC, it'll be a different story. Uh, and you know, I I don't know. And, and defensively, UCLA is is bad, right? Like they are still bad. They've improved somewhat marginally, but. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, the defenses in the Pac-12 have generally gone down. So I think there's I a know. lot of coaches in the conference that like a case can be made for mm-hmm. them. I thought of yeah. six names when I was when I was like uh, Dan Lanning. You could also make I think a name he's going to be the one who wins it. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they go ten to two, uh, or uh, you know, t- yeah, ten to two. Such a dumb choice. Do something fun and exciting. What it doesn't make sense to me why Dan Lanning would be would be so high because like. 
I don't know. He he got them to ten and two after what did they go last year? Ten and two. Literally I feel the like same record. If, I feel like if UW wins out, which is very likely because they play Colorado and then they play Washington State. If UW wins out, like why would you give it to Dan Lanning over Kalen DeBoer? Because Kalen DeBoer's done so much more for UW comparatively to what Dan Lanning has done at Oregon. Maintaining success is easier than building from a coach that got fired and had like the biggest flame out ever. I would argue that Dan Lanning hasn't just maintained success. I think he's like improved Oregon by a decent amount uh, from what they were last year. Most of that is hiring an offensive coordinator that could convince Bo Nix to go to Oregon though. I mean, like weren't we just talking about how Jonathan Smith, uh, one of the points in his favor is he has a defense this year. Like Carlos I think, said that, not me. Okay, but I think making Oregon a not just competent but elite offense is definitely a point in Lanning's favor. And while Kalen DeBoer has had some weird in-game decisions, I think we only have like maybe one decision that we're questioning from Lanning, and it was the fourth down where he didn't bring Nixon. Outside of that, his game management has been fantastic this year, and I think that's a huge point in his favor. Greg, I'm so glad you walked us into the real point of this recording, which is an intervention to tell you to stop <laughs> being an Oregon fan. It's really annoying. Yeah, I they picked don't Chip need Kelly. It. I picked Chip Kelly, not Dan Lanning. I just he think did, Chip yeah. Kelly was a coach at Oregon. It's all connected, <laughs> Greg. No, it's fine. There's a you can make an argument for anyone, and mm-hmm. I the media people are probably going to choose one of the boring choices. What's important so. to me is that Jed Fish doesn't win. Uh, that's what I care about. Uh, <laughs> He's not deserving. His in-game what coaching Jed is Fish bad. Has done, uh, what Jedfish has done at Arizona is honestly mind-blowing. <laughs> okay, I don't care how bad his in-game Greg. coaching if is. If they go bowl eligible, he'll deserve it, but I'll still be mad. because uh, They had one win last year. They had one win last year, and that is because Cal's entire team had COVID. Would have beaten Washington if he hadn't completely fucked that game. He did fuck that game. I I don't know. I'm... I. <laughs> He, I think his done, game management is suspect, and people are going to be questioning that a lot more once Arizona is competitive. Not that he isn't a good coach. He's definitely a good coach. It's definitely more on the margins, and the better you get, the more the margins matter. Sure. But like he's implemented a, a very efficient, pretty efficient, mm-hmm. considering what Arizona has offense. Uh, he's a good play caller schematically he's good i think he made i think he made the right hires in the offseason like put, get to accumulate talent like absolutely he has turned around like if this coach of the year award also includes like the preseason he had probably the most impressive single season turnaround in terms of talent like brought them from where washington state is below where washington state is to like where arizona state was entering the season like kind of an earshot of ucla like that is truly insane um that's got to count for something it does and he is one of the six people who i think could win it i just don't want him to (laughs) uh yeah no love for kyle whittingham i think that's completely fair Uh, i think kyle whittingham is like fine like he's doing kyle whittingham they're not gonna give it to him because he's like done the exact same thing like he hasn't improved he Mm -hmm. hasn't done anything incredible in fact a little bit below expectations this year yeah Uh, kind of underperforming there um jake dickert i don't know he's probably got to be in conversation he gets uh he also has an argument but there's just so many coaches that i feel like are obvious choices over it that i think yeah he's just had a fine season yeah i mean he's at he's at a pretty good wazoo is competent i feel like they're wazoo is better than they were last year and 
primarily because again they beat the they beat the shit out of bad teams and mm-hmm. oh, and are really competitive with the good ones. Like, yeah, I like think it that's was. It's good. a good year, absolutely a good year from him. But like I think the other people we're mentioning had great years. Dan Lanning will not get coach of the year after he loses to Oregon State. Yeah, if so. that happens, he won't get it. But if it ended today, I think he'd get it. If that happens, come on. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's uh let's just get on with with this uh, truck stop sports basketball time. It's shooty hoops time, baby. Uh, let's get a recap of all that's gone down in the Pac-12 this past week. Greg, please take it away. All right. So a lot of games have been played since our last episode. So I figured I'd just go team by team to show how everyone did. Uh, start with Arizona. They only played one game since opening night and our last episode, and they beat Southern with Tabellis, Balo, and Larson all scoring 17 in that game. Uh, ASU went one and one with a comfortable win over. Over Northern Arizona, but a one-point overtime loss to Texas Southern in what was a terrible shooting game for the Sun Devils. Uh, Cal only played one game. They lost to Kansas State by nine, which all in all is more than I expected for them, so good job. Uh, Colorado had an extremely weird week. They lost by nine to Grambling and then beat number 11, Tennessee. Uh, the difference in those two games was shooting. Grambling shot pretty well while Colorado shot very badly. And then Tennessee couldn't hit the broadside of a barn while Colorado improved to the realm of average. Uh, Oregon played only one game and it was a loss to UC Irvine, 69 to 56. Uh, Oregon put Tennessee's bad shooting to shame. They shot 32% from the field and 19% from three. Uh, Oregon State improved to 2-0 with a comfortable win over FAMU. Uh, They are getting so very close to eclipsing last season's win total. Uh, (laughs) Stanford lost by 10 to Wisconsin while shooting one of 16 from three. Uh, I'm not sure if I should be encouraged that they only lost by 10 while shooting like that or discouraged because what if they shoot like that again? Uh, (laughs) UCLA went 2-0 with two very dominant wins. Jalen Clark continues to be super Superman. Uh, USC beat the shit out of Alabama State. Just an all-around very good game from them. Utah went 2-0, although their game against Idaho State was a bit of a struggle. Uh, Brandon Carlson had a career-high 26 points there. Washington went 2-0. Uh, Keon Menefield might be stepping into uh, Terrell Brown Jr.'s shoes. He's averaging 18 points per game on the season so far. And finally, Washington State lost by 10 to Boise and is being embarrassed by Prairie View as we record. Uh, Avery, what's the (laughs) score of that game? It's 59 to 39 Prairie View. Jesus Christ, Wazoo. Yeah, 10 minutes to go in that game. I'm like watching this broadcast. I have it like up on the side. Uh, This shit is VCR level like if you share the stream with us what the fuck i'm, I'm tr- well yeah i'll share the stream with y'all i'll do it now i don't think it'll come through there like it needs to be said this shit looks like it's being broadcast in 2001 like i think it's this most is fucking insane the espn app was telling me it was only on espn plus uh, it is on espn plus so here i am i'm broadcasting it to the get to the to the folks here we'll probably have updates not that anyone here can see it but uh no this is a truly insane i'm like i'm like oh my god these motherfuckers don't have cameras or what like this is insane is this I at prairie view it's at prairie view um, prairie, i googled it there's a town called prairie view in texas and that's where this university is located and i that's that's information that i don't need to know but college f- basketball makes me learn why why is washington state playing a game at prairie view i don't know I, because is this it's part of a tournament 
So it is part of the Pac-12 SWAC Legacy mm. series where it's not a tournament. Elite it's ship. Sort of, yeah, so like, uh, and a lot of it is, I think a lot of it has to do with like, you know, the SWAC are a bunch of, like, I think they're exclusively HBCUs, right? So mm, that's okay. why Colorado played Grambling, and oh, that's okay. why. okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, right. so I think it's actually kind of nice, but uh, it's it's being broadcast you know, in this, fucking. This is just reparations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's but, what this is. But it's being broadcast in like 360p, like fucking downloading a mp3 like it's the stupidest quality this i've looks ever like seen a high school basketball broadcast <laughs> it's so bad anyway perfect greg thank you uh greg today has ceased to become greg and is now gregory thank what you very fuck? much for... <laughs> <laughs> uh let's get right into it which pac-12 team has been the most impressive for you this week avery you start us off is there a Pac-12 team here that you are particularly impressed by? This is hard because, like, none of the opponents are amazing. And the best opponents that were played, it's, like, Oregon Oregon beat uh, Tennessee. Did Oregon beat Tennessee? Colorado no, beat Colorado. Tennessee. Colorado beat Tennessee, but then they lost to Grambling. So, like, I don't want to call them impressive, but the win over Tennessee is impressive. So, I'll go with a lazy pick, and I'll pick um, UCLA just for being dominant and not leaving any questions on the table i guess against their in their two games yeah ucla has been awesome they're my pick too uh they have looked they have looked incredible i feel like they have this is maybe their best start in quite some time like none of these games are sort of ugly uh even the even long beach state where they sort of their defense slipped up a little bit uh i felt like they did a good job of uh of limiting that um i i also think they have some like greg alluded to alluded to Jalen Clark looks like the best player in the Pac-12 at this point now it's early it's three games in but some of his uh lines look fucking incredible um like he is uh per player efficiency rating has a player efficiency rating of 40 right now and just so that people who don't know what player efficiency rating is 15 is like average like the the bear like the sort of middling uh 30 is like you know like elite like 30 is like hall of fame level Mm -hmm. 40 is like i've never seen that through three games uh so he's he's playing out of his fucking mind right now um so ucla is a good one i i'm i think there's probably some concerns i'm still i'm wondering a little bit about big men like at adembona uh i think looks athletic but he has a long way to go defensively feels like he's frequently out of position Mac Etienne does not look great defensively, so that's a bit of a concern. Amari Bailey starting to uh, improve a little bit. Jaime Hawkins is still really great. Uh, Tiger Campbell has uh, been a little bit more aggressive offensively, and I think that's working. So lots of things to look forward to if you're a UCLA fan. Beat the shit out of the teams they need to beat uh, the shit out of, so it's a, it's a good pick. Uh, Greg, what about you? Who were you most impressed with? I'm going to go with Colorado, despite the loss to Grambling. Uh because I can blame their loss to Grambling on bad shooting. Uh, okay. But the fact that they were able to beat Tennessee uh, is encouraging, I think. Even though Tennessee also shot very poorly in that game, uh, I'm still impressed by Colorado. And I am getting really excited about K.J. Simpson as a player for them. Maybe mm. not the most efficient of players, but the fact that they just have a guy who can... Uh, take those shots who can be the engine of an offense is i think it's gonna be really really big for them this season and it's making me excited uh 
So I'm, I'm going to pretend the Grambling loss just didn't happen, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm only giving them credit for the Tennessee win. So good job, Colorado. Not, uh, not a bad strategy. Uh, a little bit more about that insane sequence where they lost to Grambling State and then uh, beat, <laughs> beat Tennessee. First of all, uh, got their asses kind of handed to them. You're right. Bad shooting is probably a part of it. Uh, you know, Colorado shot five for 21 from three um, while Grambling didn't take as many threes. They went seven for 17. Um, but <laughs> uh, if, if folks who didn't tune into the Colorado Tennessee game, uh, Tad Boyle benched every single one of his starters to start that game. Uh, <laughs> forgot about uh, not that a, <laughs> not a single starter from the grambling state game like kj simpson tristan DeSalva, all of them started the game on the bench uh i think he said the quote pregame was something like i don't have a single player who's worthy of uh starting for colorado buffalo's basketball right now i something think that, like that tad boyle needs to touch some grass <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe Calm he down. should chill just a little bit uh it seems a bit excessive <laughs> but you know it worked they beat tennessee so they did. good job tad yeah tennessee um, was not prepared for that no they weren't no they clearly were not uh in that game though blitzed by the colorado uh, bench <laughs> yeah in that game though uh colorado was really uh, i went back and, and sort of watched uh watched this one Colorado was super physical. They were like really getting inside. They were like super aggressive. KJ Simpson was awesome in that game. He was uh, doing a lot of work, uh, making plays for others. Uh, Tristan De Silva had some really nice moves down in the post. Like they were getting, they like beat the shit out of Tennessee in the paint. Um, so I don't know. I, maybe that's like a turning point for Colorado. Maybe they needed to lose to Grambling State. Who knows? Colorado won't get another real test until I guess if you count Arizona State as a test on December first. Uh, you know, other than that, they've got like UMass and Yale, like they should beat those teams, but yeah, not a bad pick. Uh, you all said, uh, you said UCLA, uh, Colorado. Let's throw Washington on there too. Let's throw Washington on there. I, yeah. I'm mad I didn't go. I should have gone to the Washington, um, Utah Tech game. Utah Tech is where I got my associate's degree. I should have been a good alumnus and gone <laughs> to that game, but I was too lazy too. I mean, it's like a two hour drive from where you live. I feel like that's, yeah. uh, completely fair uh no it was uh okay look they weren't great performances uh in fact they actually struggled with utah tech (laughs) and north florida (laughs) yeah and north florida just win okay yeah Yeah, it was a not a super great performance but but um no uh keon menifield this i think he's a freshman right um yeah he's i think he's a freshman uh he's he looked really really good uh his line i'll read his line here 26 points off nine for 14 shooting 26 points off 14 shots extremely good three assists had a block um did turn the ball over but only two times that's a that's that's pretty great um uh, and has really been sort of i don't know uh, it feels like he's been washington's Terrell Brown Jr. in the game before that didn't shoot well, but was also their leading scorer again. 21 points off seven for 21 shooting. Five, uh, or sorry, two for four from three to go with three assists and a steal and two rebounds. He's kind of had to do a lot. He's carrying a lot of the load, but so far it's keeping UW surviving. So good for them. Um, I think also Arizona, I don't know. Arizona's at this point where they're just beating the shit out of teams and it's like, wait, I don't really, it's, what it's not really year, worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really worth it. Worth talking about them so much. I mean, like Kirk Creesa had a triple double. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of insane. Oh, very did rare. Did he really? In the college game. 
Yeah, he did against Southern. How did Southern. I not he had... that? Huh. Well, yeah, good it was on him. Around. Probably because Southern is, you know, it's like they're, it's you know, Southern. Southern's another yeah. SWAC team, part of this legacy series. Uh, Kirk Reese had 14 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists. Um, so, you know. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. He even stole, like, stole a rebound or something. I don't know. So, I don't know. Uh, and or we should probably give kudos to Oregon State for starting the season 2-0. They're Honestly, point, Oregon State's start is like, I mean, it could be argued it's better than Washington's. Uh, I think it yeah. probably is better than I think, Washington's. I think Not just could be argued. I think yeah, just is. Uh, yeah, Oregon so, State only got three wins last year. So this Wayne I think, Tinkle back. The question must <laughs> by be comparison, asked. This is very <laughs> impressive. Yeah. No, good, uh, good, good uh, performance from them. I gotta say, I don't recognize any of these names because they overturned their entire fucking roster. Getting rid of their entire team was an amazing strategy. Yeah, I mean, it had to happen. Uh, good on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess I'm just sort of looking at their line. It's like Dexter Arcano, 15 points off. Who is that? I don't know. Uh, Pretty Pope, sure he had 14 points. They had Who's the that? freshman of the week with uh, Michael Rittage. Who who was freshman of the week? Uh, I think it was Michael Rittage, but I might be mixing that up. It was an Oregon State player. Eight points uh, for, for four shooting. Maybe he had a great week against Tulsa or something. Uh, well, I it was. No I, yeah, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, good for Oregon State. Uh, okay, any other teams that impressed y'all? I mean, Utah went undefeated. Uh, they did, yes. And they won all of them by double, both of them by double digits. But, you know, not not too impressive. So, I mean, Idaho State, I don't know what Idaho State, the expectations are for them. Uh, Idaho State gave BYU a game to open the season. Yeah. Uh, it beat the shit out of Westcliff. Is that yeah, a high school? Not a real school. <laughs> not uh, a real school. <laughs> Um, and kind of made Utah sweat a little bit. Um, I think Utah controlled that game. Like, mm-hmm. it was, I never really felt like, I mean, I guess they cut it, the lead to like two at some point, but like, I guess I never felt that. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't so Idaho much State. that I was mm-hmm. worried that Utah was going to lose. It was that, uh, I think they just put on display what Utah's flaws are in mm-hmm. like, Utah just doesn't have a scorer on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Hopefully mm-hmm. Marco Anthony can kind of be that when he comes back from injury. But um, I'm, I'm a little worried about that for Utah. And I think Idaho State did a good job of making it very difficult on Utah. And I think Pac-12 teams are going to be able to do the same thing. Mike Saunders, no, uh, he, didn't, he didn't look good? Uh, no, no. I mean, like, I'm still excited by him, but it, it was not a banner game from him. Uh, Brandon Carlson once again carrying, carrying the load for Utah. I think... Uh, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do this consistently or all season. They're going to need to find other guys. But Brandon Carlson having another strong start to the season where it's like, wow, Utah's really like they really need him to oh, play well. Oh, I got my games mixed up. Uh, it was the it was the Bakersfield game that Saunders was bad in. Uh, I think yeah, he was, he was good against, Idaho, against State. Idaho State. Like he was yeah. fine. Yeah. So uh, to start the season, let me see if I can find this out. To start the, to start the season, Brandon Carlson averaging almost twenty points per game, eight rebounds a game, three blocks um, mm-hmm. off. Uh, what is this? Fifty five percent shooting. Not bad to start the season. He leads. I think he has a chance mm-hmm. to be top three in blocks at Utah by the time the season's over. Maybe leading. Oh I can't remember exactly, but like That's he'll great. be up there. Yeah, good for him. Uh, he leads, he leads Utah in box plus minus, uh, win shares per forty minutes, 
total win shares, uh, you know, all that stuff, player efficiency rating. He's he's clearly their best player again. So it's going to be really interesting to see if he stay. He just needs to stay healthy because last year was such a disastrous season. It was like first it was an ankle, then it was his appendix, and then it was COVID. And it was like holy shit, this guy cannot stay on the floor. He had horrific luck. But I I don't know if he stays on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if he's a hundred percent healthy for Utah last year, Utah is like Utah's a much know. better team. Yeah, for sure. All right, any other teams? Are we missing anyone that went undefeated? Don't um, think so. Uh, no. USC only played one game, and they won by a lot, but it was Alabama State, and they suck, so... Yeah, can't really talk. They have yet to redeem themselves for that Florida Gulf Coast fiasco. Mm-hmm. So, All right, let's move on. Let's be some negative Nancys. Uh, this has been a bad week for the Pac-12. We're being kind of positive, but it has been not a great week for the, for the league. So we can go many directions here, but Avery... Who do you think has been the most disappointing team in the league in this first week? Maybe it's recency bias. Maybe it's because I'm watching their game right now. But Washington (laughs) State has been very disappointing. Washington State has been uh, disappointing this so far this season. I know we're only um, they're on their third game right now, but they should not be getting cooked by Prairie View. (laughs) There's five minutes to go, and it's sixty-four to fifty-one. So like, it's still winnable, but not a good game for them yeah and they not only that uh you mentioned it uh uh they got their asses beat by boise state uh also um they did not look good against them they it's crazy watching just how bad they've been like this was a team that we sort of thought "Mm, you know maybe if they're maybe they get some stuff right uh muhammad gay has a big big uh big season like Maybe they might get something going. That has not materialized at all for the Cougs. Uh, Muhammad Gay has not been great nope. uh, this season. Uh, and they've needed him to be, right? Like, mm-hmm. he had a great opening, 18 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, but against Boise State, he only had 12 points. Again, right now, against Prairie View A&M, he has four points, um, two rebounds. Uh, like, I get that his entire thing is he's going to be a great defender, uh, he is not. Uh, he does not look great defensively. He doesn't look good offensively. I think they have some problems. TJ Bamba feels like the only player who's capable of doing anything for this team right now. So, ah, uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's very sad. Um, so we really sad. thought the I'm Cougars were going to do something. Yeah, we thought they were going to do something. So, that's a good one. They <laughs> Washington State is mm-hmm. going to be. It looks like they're going to be bad unless yeah. they somehow figure something out. Uh, Greg, what about you? Most disappointing team. I did not. I was not able to watch this game, but I'm going to go with Oregon. Uh, it was supposed to be different this year, Oregon. Like you were supposed to, <laughs> you were supposed to not lose to a bunch of shitty teams. You were supposed to look good. You're supposed to be a tournament team the whole way through. What on earth are you doing, losing to the UC Irvine Anteaters? Like, what is this? Key- Looking at the box score, <laughs> it looks like Nafali Dante is the only player who played well. Uh, you know, I didn't watch the game, like I said. I caught highlights and stuff, but, like, you know, that doesn't give you a good enough indication of what happened in the game. But this is, like, very concerning to me. Uh, looking at this, it makes me think that maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Oregon is going to have a similar year to last year. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to feel that way uh, our buddy this this one uh i don't did we watch did this get watched on discord or was it just referenced it was on, it was watched on discord 
Yeah, uh, our buddy Chad, who does a lot of our, who organizes our sort of pick'em games that we do with our listeners, which, by the way, go check out our Twitter to participate in our men's basketball, what are we calling it? Woodens, Woodens Weekly Winners. Woodens Weekly Winners, my goodness. You don't have uh, to be a part of Patreon either, I feel like everyone yeah. keeps getting confused by that. Yeah, it's free. Uh, you don't got to be part of Patreon. It's on our Patreon website, but like it's it's publicly available. It's just out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he went off. This man was like, "What did he say? Where are your shoes?" He's a he's a yeah. UCI apparently, guy. you're supposed to start this episode with that clip. I know, but you know, Discord yeah. got all fucked up. Yeah. So, <laughs> here we are. Uh, yeah, Oregon does not look great right now. I know that they beat this shit out of Florida A&M to start the season, but uh, UC Irvine was up in that game by a lot and never really relented. Um, so that's bad. Uh, Oregon is is not good. The Pac-12 is down. We'll have to have a conversation after we talk about disappointing teams. But any other disappointing teams? I mean, God, there's there's many depending on how you look at it. Stanford losing by 10 to I Wisconsin. I think that one is less disappointing because, as I said in the recap, they did shoot literally 6% from three, which is probably <laughs> unsustainable. And considering, you know, like a 10-point t- a loss to a team from a really good conference when you shoot that badly is not that bad. Like, obviously, you'd prefer a better you know result. Like, you, you don't want to shoot that badly, and it is concerning that they did. I think it'll be better than that most of the time uh, because I do think they have good shooters on that roster. And so I'm not that worried about Stanford just based on this game, although the turnovers continue to be an issue. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Six assists, 16 turnovers Yikes. in this game. That's like back-to-back. That 15 in their season opener, 16, 16 here. Um, our uh, uh, Twitter mutual, I think a, a, a smart guy that I really like, Bryce Hendricks, uh, swears that Jared Haas has like this insane, brilliant scheme and that he should be considered one of the best coaches in the Pac-12. Buddy, if your scheme <laughs> produces 15, 16 turnovers per game without like tempo, like 15, 16 might be okay if you're like having Playing a shit ton of pace. Yeah, but they're right. not. But they're not. They're fucking slow. They play slow. At this slow. point, it's a, it's a coaching thing, too. Like, yeah, you can't even yeah. blame this on the players anymore. No. Never if, have been able to. It's, been, your players, it's, it's insane. Yeah, if your players can't adapt to your scheme, you have to adapt to them. Like, if it continually produces a ton of turnovers, it is 100% on you, the coach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one other disappointing team. I don't know if it's disappointing. We talk about them being talking about them as disappointing. But they're not uh, Arizona State. Uh, they lost to Texas Southern. Uh, they did not. They have not looked good all season. Their offense is still the same sort of shit. With like, let's get one of our guards out there, and he's gonna like have a ninety percent usage rate or something fucking ridiculous like that. And everyone's gonna stand around, and he'll dribble a little bit, kick it out to someone else. Someone else will dribble a little bit, and we'll see who's cooking. Uh, Frankie Collins, I guess, is the only thing that's redeemable about this mm-hmm. team. Um, he had another big game, 23 points, 7 for 14 shooting, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. I, I really like um, Frankie Collins. I think he's really intriguing. I think he's uh, a fun player to watch. But, like, he should not be, like, <laughs> it, it should not be him getting 25 points and everyone else getting under 10. Like, you know, but that's how Arizona State's offense has been set up since time immemorial. He's doing it again, this Bobby Hurley. Um, you know, and it's not like Frankie Collins is super efficient. He's shooting 41% from the floor, 36% from three. He's actually pretty good. Five assists, um, five turnovers in the last game, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not, not great. 
And Bobby Hurley's offense, I love that it's just always like recruit talented guard, let the guard do whatever he wants, and if we lose, that's tough. Like it's it's all he does. It, ugh, I hate. I hate Arizona State so much. Uh, They're infuriating. (laughs) They're a drag to watch, too. Mm -hmm. They're so tough to watch. I'm like, I I don't know why I keep watching. For some reason, with Arizona State, I'm like, I Mm -hmm. always tune in. Like, they're the team probably outside of UCLA that I watch the most, or Arizona, I guess. You feel like they should be exciting, but they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, Their transfers, the Cambridge brothers, uh, Devin Cambridge, who came in with a lot of hype, has not looked good, good to start the season. He's... Uh, eight points off 36% shooting from the floor. So that's not great. Um, tough stuff for Arizona state. So they look, they look bad yet again. Any other teams that are disappointing? Cal obviously is sucking all ass right now. They lost to UC Davis. As we said, they would, they lost to Kansas state. We're kind of competitive in that one. Um, question there is like, are they going to, are they going to win a game? Uh, they've got, uh, UC San Diego. Their next game is uh, at UC San Diego. That's actually tonight. By the time people listen to this, it'll be over. Um, so That'll be interesting. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cal at UC San Diego is actually very weird and intriguing. I went to go look at the tickets for this game because you know I'm local, uh, and and like I don't know. I don't like. Is it? Is there only like four, four sections or something? Like it looks like <laughs> a high school gym. Like it's insane. Um, can't even buy tickets. I have to buy them through UCSD. Can't buy them on StubHub or whatever. Uh. Any other teams that are disappointing to you? You want to shout out? Um, I don't know. Them. I feel like Cal, we talked about them, but like, yeah, it's just, I think most of the bad teams are bad like expected. Yeah. Uh, Colorado, I'll say they're disappointing. <laughs> you said that they were impressive. Uh, Grambling State didn't look good. Uh, it was, I think it was more than just. It was definitely it was more, more than th- just shooting. It was, it it was, was definitely more than that. Right, like they just, uh, you know, in the little bits that I've watched, I watched a little bit of highlights on this one, turning the ball over a ton. In fact, 19 turnovers. Wow, Yikes. 19 turnovers in that game to 12 assists. That's bad. Um, very, very bad. So, um, no, brutal stuff. But whatever. Hey, the Pac-12 is down this year. It looks really, really bad. Uh, it's UCLA and Arizona look really good to competent. And after that, like, do, is, is this a two tournament? Is this a two team year for the Pac-12? Like it might be a two bid league. Yeah, it feels like it. Like Oregon's gonna. Ugh. Who would you pick? Who would you pick right now to be? Who do you think by the end of the season? Maybe not right now, but by the end of the season, who do you think is going to be the number three team in the Pac-12? I'll still go Oregon. Oh no, Arizona. No, we said Arizona. They're two. No, yeah. Arizona's two. Fuck. So the third. Fuck. It's probably Oregon. Yeah, it's it's got to be Oregon. But <laughs> man, default. this league sucks. <laughs> Maybe Stanford stops turning it over and stops shooting low because I think they have the capacity to do it. I don't think USC does. I, I don't think USC is going to be good. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a really it's bad gonna be a year. tough year. And because it's going to be a tough year, I always do this propaganda with them. And I don't know that it always bites me in the ass, but I'll just say it. I'll put it out there in the ether. Not more uh, Washington, Utah. please. Oh, Utah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Utah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm like, that'd be yes, fun. They struggled with Idaho State. I actually think Idaho State might be kind of good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're I pretty mean, competent. I felt like they executed really well. Mm-hmm. They had a very low turnover rate. Uh, they, I felt like they moved the ball pretty strategically. Like, I was actually kind of impressed with uh, Idaho State. Um, but I, 
I, I don't know. I, I So I don't really dock them, and Utah controlled that game for the most of it. If they can find one other player to contribute alongside Brandon Carlson, just one, it doesn't have, and it doesn't have to be anything consistent, but like just another player who can help him out offensively, it's a dangerous team. Like they have, they have defense, right? Like Brandon Carlson's like a good big man defender. Um, you know, I, how's Ben Carlson looking? Apparently he's supposed to be a good rebound. I don't, I haven't really paid attention much to Ben Carlson. Um, but I don't know any one of those players, right? Uh, Raleigh Wooster, Gabe Madsen, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Saunders, like your point. Gabe Madsen went off for 25 right. against Bakersfield. Yeah. If they get one, one of those guys to step up, the Pac-12 is down enough for Utah to just sneak into a third spot. Why not? They they feel like if the Pac-12 is this bad, they might even get a you know possibly that would be great. Um, I think the lack of creation shooting is going to kill them. Like I think they'll lose a ton of games because of that. Yeah, but I see where you're coming from, and with how in flux the rest of the league is, it's possible. Yeah, because. Who was ahead of them before that we'd put it behind them now? It's like Washington State. Yeah. Move, move Utah ahead of Washington State right For now. Sure. Washington State looks like fucking just horrific cat shit. Uh, Arizona State, whatever. Colorado, you know. Colorado, like, I wouldn't. I think Colorado's going to finish ahead of Utah. Okay. Washington. You'd pick Utah to finish ahead of Washington, right? I'm a Washington hater. However, Washington does have... <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have... Uh, Keon one guy field yeah uh, one guy hey they had one guy last year and they finished ahead of utah so <laughs> that's true <laughs> um whatever happened to keon brooks what did he is he hurt or something he, i mean he's playing he's uh like i think he's let's leading see. the team in minutes he didn't get much uh let's see keon brooks is still out okay is he uh, averaging 20 points per, what that can't be right. Did he's Keon only Brooks? played one game? Okay, yeah, he's only played the one game. Yeah, he's only played one game. He has really been confused for a second. I was like, I do not remember him playing at all in that last yeah. one. Yeah. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I, what I think. Then. I think Washington. Shit, Washington might be good. Uh, yeah, I, like I mean, what, we just talked about how they struggled. What with does Utah good Tech. mean? That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. I relative. forgot that they've played bad teams and haven't played yeah. well. So it's a bad league, and yeah, it's unfortunate. Bad league. All right, uh, MVPs for the week. Got an MVP, a player who you think uh, you were most impressed with, you think it deserves to be the most valuable in the league right now. Greg, start Jaylen with you. Jalen Clark, for me. Uh, I think he is number one. He's on the best team, and he is definitely their best player right now. He's a great defender. He rebounds. And right now, he's scoring, which is not something that he was doing last year. Uh, and if he continues to do that, I don't think he'll continue to shoot at the rate he is right now, I think he's above 50% from three right now, which is unsustainable. But uh, even if that comes back down to earth, like by a lot, he'll still be a great player for them. He's definitely improved a lot. He was great last year. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with him. I was also going to say Jalen Clark. Um, I feel like he definitely is by far the best player this week and deserves that. Shout out to Brandon Carlson for once again, carrying Utah on his back though. Yeah. It's a good pick. I also said Jalen Clark, uh, in addition to his, it's like, what's cool about him is that he's doing a lot of the stuff without the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Like he just is where he has to be, where he needs to be his shooting. Like you're, you're right. You can't expect a guy to maintain 50% shooting clip. Uh, it'll go down, especially as guys are like, okay, well now we have to rotate over to Jalen Clark. We can't just leave him over there on an Island again. Um, he's, he's just where he needs to be. I think like 
you know, I still think like his handle is kind of weird. Just kind of turns it over when he's like doing that. But like if he's got a clear lane and it's like a couple of dribbles and attacks, oh, he's he's great. Um, so I don't think he's going to be the player great? of the year in the Pac-12 because like it's just his style of play. It's not that. But when you know freaks talk about how like college basketball is so good because of fundamentals and stuff like that and you know like all this you know and the heart and the energy or whatever uh i think college basketball is good uh, i wouldn't say because of fundamentals though but like <laughs> jalen clark is like the quintessential college basketball player in that he just does all the little things at an elite level and because of that it's impossible right. to watch a game right. and not think he had a good um, game so yeah I, I i looks looks like the best player in the league right now maybe he won't be player of the year but like Mm-hmm. He's his his lines warrant him, and he's getting like fucking six, seven steals a game. Like, yeah, I mean, if he puts up these numbers for the rest of the game for the rest of the year, then he'll get it. I just don't think yeah. he'll be quite this high. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, let's get an update on our Woodens weekly winners. How did that go, Greg? Well, so it was it was good week for me among like just us three, us who filled out the. Uh, who filled out the form from the podcast? I finished ahead at nine and three, whereas you two were at eight and four. However, over our overall leader after for, after one week is uh, Ted to the Rick, or maybe it's Ted Toth Eric. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shout out to uh, but, Ted Toth Eric. Yeah, he, he 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 did a good job. He finished eleven and one. Uh, just some stats about the teams. The easiest teams to pick were Arizona and UCLA. Everybody went 100% on those. And the hardest team to pick was Oregon. 5.88% had that correct. So I think only one person correctly guessed them losing to UC Irvine. Uh, I believe that was Chad. <laughs> but I'm not sure. Yes, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh that's where we're at this year, uh, this week. Uh, it is up for next week, though. So fill out that form, and if you win, we will shout you out, and we will be keeping track of the standings as as it goes through the year. So yeah, great. Take Thank a look you at for that. that. All right, it's time to make some game picks. We do a things a little bit differently for basketball. If you're not familiar, I usually pick three to four games that are high quality, intriguing games for the week. And we pick based on those. I don't know if we keep track of them the same way. If we're going to do that this year, we probably should at some point. I don't know. Uh, but whatever. We're doing it for the vibes and to listen to this fun music that is not currently playing to us. But I'm going to edit it in so it sounds like we are. Uh, Thursday night, 6 Pacific, number 144 Ken Palm team. Sam Houston State travels to Salt Lake City to play number six three number sixty three, uh, Utah. Per Ken Palm, Utah is favored to win this one by ten points. Greg, who wins? Who covers? Sam Houston State beat Texas. Uh, oh, on a buzzer beater, I believe. Uh, but you know, Texas is a better team than Utah is. Uh, they have. Utah's former best player, Timmy Allen, on the oh, roster. <laughs> I would I would kill for Timmy Allen on Utah's roster this season, but I, I digress. Anyway, I think it's going to be a tough one. I'll pick Utah because they'll have the best player with Brandon Carlson, but I don't think they'll cover. I think it's going to be a real close one. Okay. Avery? 
yeah i think utah will win this one and yeah let's let's let utah cover i have no idea i don't know how to predict these things in basketball <laughs> i know basketball is way harder than football because it's like <laughs> we're talking about 350 teams it's like oh sam houston state who plays for i don't fucking know where is sam houston state is it in houston i don't fucking know <laughs> um okay Friday. Oh, wait, I'll pick this one. Yeah, I guess Utah. If Utah wins this game, if Sam Houston State is actually, like, good. Um, that could be a quality win, yeah. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. What is, would that count as? Like a, I guess, like, a quad three, quad, probably, right? Quad three, yeah, you're right. Uh, it is in Huntsville, Texas. Where is Huntsville, Texas? I believe it is named after the guy who Houston is named after. <laughs> His name's Houston Huntsville? No, no, I mean, like, the guy, Sam Houston is, the, the city of Houston is named after him. Oh, oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Utah to win, I think. And I hope they do. I hope they beat the shit out of them so you know, yeah, we get some impressive nice. Utah stuff. Friday night, an actually interesting game that everyone should tune into. Number eight, in the AP poll, UCLA. They're going to Vegas. They take on number 19, Illinois. Uh, Ken Palm has UCLA winning this one by four grapes. Who wins? Who covers? UCLA to cover. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll pick UCLA to cover. Could not tell you who's on Illinois. Don't give a <laughs> shit. Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at Illinois, they have had three very comfortable wins so far, and uh, that's all I know about them. Their leading scorer is a guard, and he's doing really well. And because their leading scorer is not a big, I'm going to take UCLA to win and cover. <laughs> awesome. Let Jalen Clark take care of him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, I guess. Uh, I think the winner of this goes on to play like the winner of Baylor, Virginia or something. And Baylor's like number five. So good matchups cup- with UCLA coming up. Yeah, they got a couple of opportunities to really bolster themselves. They're going to be chasing a one seed. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Sunday evening, 630 p.m. Number three, Houston traveling to Eugene to play Ken Palm's number 44 team, Oregon. Ken Palm has Houston as a five point favorite. Greg, who wins the covers? <laughs> yeah, I kind of think Houston's gonna win the national championship and uh i'm worried about oregon so i think houston's gonna beat the shit out of them didn't oregon play houston last year too i believe houston beat the shit out of them last year too (laughs) yeah i think they did i'm gonna look this up (laughs) um yes so they played houston and and oregon lost 78 to 49 (laughs) yeah uh uh oh uh yeah i'm gonna uh uh, five uh, yeah i'll give houston I'll, i'll pick houston to cover avery what about you yeah, I'll have Houston to cover. Um, uh, Avery, do you know who plays for Houston? No. <laughs> don't, don't ask me these things. I'm sure Greg I, I does. Either. I'm sure Greg could tell you their entire Greg, lineup. Who's one player for Houston? Do you know? Marcus Sasser. He's a guard. He's undersized, but he's like a really good defender for a small guy, and he's a great scorer. So, uh, yeah, he's he's probably just going to he's gonna torch Oregon. Will Richardson right. is Thanks trash. Thanks for doing the scouting. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good job, Greg. Uh, and finally, on Monday night, a big test for uh, one of the top teams in the Pac-12. 53rd ranked Cincinnati will play at number 14 Arizona in Hawaii. Ken Palm has Arizona winning this one by six. Grapes, who wins, who covers, and is this colonialism? Yeah, I was going to ask, is Hawaii, like, is the university hosting this? Or are they just playing in Hawaii? I believe Shamanad hosts this tournament. Is this, is this the sure. Shamanad thing? Is this the Maui Gym one? It is in Lahaina, Hawaii, in the Lahaina Civic Center. 
I don't know. Every time there's a tournament in Hawaii, I feel like it's hosted by Shamana. Okay, so. if it's hosted, if it's hosted by a university in Hawaii, I feel a little bit better about it. But still, is this not great? The Maui Invitational. It is the Maui Invitational. Okay, yeah. Just so this looked. is Shamana will be playing in it then, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, will they? I think so. Okay. They always do. Okay. They're yeah, not a D1 says, team though, so. I think Arizona is going to win. Okay. And is it colonialism? It is colonialism. Yes. <laughs> stop stop going to Hawaii. It's unethical. <laughs> they're asking you, they're begging you to stop going. Yes, this is the Maui Invitational. Uh Shamanon is not playing. The, I don't think they're ever like one of the real teams. I just think they get a game against someone. Okay, so it is definitely colonialism. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, the, the, I'm glad we figured that the out. The token Hawaiian team, I think. Um, yep, Arizona's going to win, and it is colonialism. Uh, neighbor's right. Okay. Yeah, I think. I don't. Again, don't know shit about Cincinnati. Don't even know who their coach Mick is. Cronin is gone. They're washed. <laughs> All right, fine. Arizona, Arizona to win. Maybe they'll win big. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. All right. That's it. That's all we have for hoops this week. Hopefully we get some more entertaining stuff to talk about. We're still in the phase of non-conference. We're like, oh, fuck, who cares? Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, football season's on, so this will be more fun, like, when when there's actual games being played. When we get to conference play, it'll be more fun. Anyway, we're back every week on Wednesdays at 5 a.m. Pacific until football's up over. Football episodes drop Mondays at 5 a.m. Pacific, as they always do. Our Patreon is at notruckstops.com for more content. And hey, if you want in on our Discord, uh, we've opened it up recently to the public. So DM us on Twitter at No Truck Stops Pod if you want in. All right, let's get out of here. That's Greg. That's Avery. I'm Carlos. Mingle, middle fingers out to Reed and Matt for not coming on. Thank you all for listening. And remember, there are no truck stops here. Not even one. Tonight I think I'll be a superstar